Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Lucas Southworth. And I'm John Bish. I just ate some ice cream. <laughs> and I'm and I'm John Bishop. And welcome to the chat, the only podcast brave enough to ask a question. Hey, what's up with cars? Real quick, what's up? How did ice cream make you make that sound? Did you burp? What was that? That was uh sometimes when I eat like dairy products, my mouth gets like it gets a little bit like more salivation to it but in order to like counteract that i just kind of clench my like back of my jaw a little bit more which means that it's harder to speak so like i stumbled over my word and it just immediately got all mangled up huh fascinating well as i'm sure you could tell this is our episode on uh time travel mater and uh, we teased it a couple episodes ago. We're we're finishing up Mater's Tall Tales. We're not letting it not letting it get out of our minds, everybody. All of all of you who were very concerned that we were going to let that one by, no worries, we got you. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, like I said, we already talked about the other. I don't know, eighty-seven Mater's Tall Tales. There are like nine. I don't know. And we we did say, oh, we we can't fit this one in. Uh, because it's too bonkers, and I think I already said the title, and you maybe, re- I assume I reference it in some hastily thought up pun in the title of the episode. Uh, but this this one is about Mater having the ability to travel through time, which is kind of, it's kind of a lot. <laughs> one interesting note, it's not necessarily that he finds a time machine or anything. No, he claims he claims to be a time machine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. He personally gains the ability to travel through time. Mm-hmm. We should tell the people what happens in Mater's Tall Tales time travel Mater, and we're gonna talk about another thing a little later. But we're I want to focus on time travel Mater for for the right now. Yep. All right. So in time travel Mater. Uh, the entire episode is based on the grandfather paradox, where yeah. Lightning and Mater exist within a town that only exists because they both traveled through time to ensure that it existed. Yeah, that's kind of the short of it. The long of it, I guess, is Mater, it's the same like, Lightning's like, oh, Mater, tell me a story. And then Mater's like, cool. It's really bonkers. Yeah. So Vader's 
setting up like a billboard with a clock on it because you you know how people put billboards with clock like analog clocks on the highway you get it uh i think it's the courthouse no the in in time travel mater it's just literally a roadside billboard i watched this like 10 minutes ago because i hadn't watched it yet uh uh i'm currently reading the plot instead of remembering so that's Ah. they got the plot wrong (laughs) Yeah. Time for a but, wiki yeah. misquote of the day, I guess. Yes. The, you already said it. Uh, so, yeah, like I, like I was saying, uh, it's literally, he put up a billboard that says time to stop in Radiator Springs, and it has like a normal sized analog clock on it in the center. <laughs> as if, you know, you know when you're driving and you have time to look and perceive a Again, it's not any bigger than a, than like a wall clock, but that, that's that's I can't get this caught up this early. Uh, he does a bad job. The billboard f- falls on him, and somehow the clock becomes embedded in his engine. Uh, this makes him sneeze because his engine is his nose, I guess, and the careens off backwards, and the clock spins. And he goes back in time. He meets Stanley, the founder of Radiator Springs, and he's a radiator cap salesman. And he's like, you want a radiator cap? And Mater's like, no, I do not, sir. You're a statue where I'm from. Uh, He doesn't say that. Uh, But then Stanley's like, okay, whatever, I guess. I'm going to leave then. And Mater's like, wait, he's got to stay or or Radiator Springs is is dang screwed. Uh, So... He he go, he goes back to the future real quick. Be like, "Yep, town's not here." He grabs lightning. It's it's the weirdest way lightning has ever been involved in one of them. I'll say because it, it cuts to like how how lightning will be like that. None of this is true, obviously. And instead of replying, the the mater that's within the story travels to that point in time and grabs lightning and takes him back into it. So it's really, it's it's hard to think about. Some stuff happens, uh, and he meets Lizzie, and they fall in love, and they make Radiator Springs. Well, that's, a little, that's what happens So <laughs> Time Travel Vader. For a moment, I thought you were going to say, it was weird how they involved Lightning McQueen, because what Mater does is he grabs him, brings him back in time, and then just rips off a part of his and then i just thought well he does no, no yeah. lightning gets hurt in most of them so that makes sense yeah uh yeah the way he convinces stanley to stay is by kidnapping lightning mcqueen ripping off his radiator mm-hmm. cap and throwing it and then demanding that lightning buy a radiator cap from stanley yeah does does Mater just not have a radiator? Why did it have to be lightning? Uh, that doesn't make sense. Can't, obvi- can't rip off his own. Radiators. Can't can't rip off his he own radiator. Certainly could. He one hundo could. If anyone could, it'd be him. Yeah. If anyone <sighs> would, it would be him. Uh, I think. Okay, not to not to discount everything we've said about all of these, but what if? Sure. All of these tall tales are sick, delusional dreams of Mater's in which he gets to just harm his best friend, who he is intensely jealous of, 
And that's why in every dream, he's he's the hero. He's the protagonist who's getting all the fame and all the glory. And Lightning is just being tortured forever. Nah, that sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Mater is maybe tormenting Lightning. I don't know intentionally or not, but I don't think it's because he's jealous. I, th- I think Mater's just a powerful bored god who does what he wants. And sometimes he lets lightning be important, but other times he's like, eh, I'm going to go fly with an alien and travel back through time. You're going to come, lightning. And lightning's like, what? And then he is forced to. You know, maybe it's one of those things where because Mater is this super powerful godlike being, he just like overestimates lightning. So every time he's just like, oh, yeah, lightning can handle this. He's also a god. Clearly, the god of lightning. Yeah, uh, well. So he, he expects too much from him, and that's why lightning gets hurt every time. And then Mater just has to revive him with his magical godlike doctor powers. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mater's just magic. I think that's. Like, I, I hate I hate it when we just say, yeah, it's just magic, but like, what can you do with this guy? If anyone gets to be magic in this universe, it's Mater. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you about it. But, yeah. One thing I want to... This is super minor, but, like, when he travels back the like to the first period, everything is in sepia tone, and then he travels a little forward, and everything is in black and white. Is that just, like, uh, like a film... Like, a way they're telling us the story? Or do you think everything was actually in sepia tone and or black and white in the past in this universe? I think... Uh, it, it's one of those things where since this is a weird technovirus universe, you have to yeah. realize that oh yeah, the nanites infected and turned everyone into cars but they were still developing as technology would develop normally. So at first they could only like see things in sepia tone and then they could see in black and white instead. They had a more crisp image with better lighting and then they eventually, like, the nanites developed into the ability to see in color. So it's not that everything was in sepia tone or black and white. It's that that's all they could see. Okay. Yeah, they are technology people. The the cameras that would be their eyes, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. Okay. <sighs> so here's, yeah. here's a yeah. point in which I'm going to uh, vamp for some amount of time. While I very cleverly uh, distract everyone from the fact that I'm trying to find the thing that I'm looking for on this page. Okay, so the thing I want to do is I want to uh, say a fun fact. But it's not the one I had planned. It's just a fun fact that involves something that you said about Mater that I'm really liking. And that thing is... Um... Sure, you're doing great, John. <laughs> All right. So in Warhammer, uh, Warhammer sure. 40k, yeah, there is yeah, there is this like storyline element of how orcs, these big brutish creatures, are able to do everything technologically to keep up with like the space. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh-huh. that's kind of the source of Mater's power. The orcs in this universe, they are able to utilize technology and all this jazz through 
a psychic power that they don't know they have, where if they think that something is true, then it is true. And it's the sort of thing that allows them to put a bunch of like garbage together and make a air quotes mech suit that functions just because they think that's what they're supposed to do. And it also allows them to have a spaceship that doesn't have windows. Like, it, it has windows, but without anything, like, no glass or nothing. It's just an open space. And they're not sucked out into space because they all have this very powerful psychic link that allows them to exist in that space and it allows the non-window to function as a very airtight window because they think it should. Huh. And I think that that weird imagination power is exactly how Mater does any of these things. He no, just, yeah. he just I, believes I think... things should be, and that's why they are. <laughs> yeah, I like that for Mater. I feel like I, I want Mater to... I almost want Mater to know he's making these things. He's bending reality, you know? Mm. I want Mater to be doing it intentionally. I don't know why exactly, but... I, I feel like, I don't know, th these aren't just like Mater thinking, oh, I could should be able to jump over this large thing, and then he can. These are Mater remembering entire fa fabrications, you know, mm -hmm. that then become factual if th we're doing that. So I think Mater gets, is just bored and has the ability, maybe just through storytelling, uh, he tells a story and it be can become true. Hmm retroactively see the only part of that that i wouldn't necessarily be a fan of is the idea that he has that much control over it i like yeah. the idea of it being a power that he has but not one that he knows he has so much as he likes telling stories and he gets so into the stories that they become true rather than oh he wants it to be true so it is yeah okay i can see that He's he's like he's got that beautiful child mentality of they're just so excited that they just keep going further and further into this just absurd thing that they're doing and they it like it becomes real to them and everyone else in Mater's case. Yep. Yeah, I like that. He shapes reality. He could be like the focus on earth of all of the nanites. Okay. Okay, that what if, I could I could get into that, yeah. What if Mater is patient X? Yeah. He's the first vehicle that got infected I, and he spread it to everyone. What? Okay. Mater was there was nothing and then there was Mater, okay? Mater is very lonely. Mater starts telling stories of these other creatures like him to himself to keep himself occupied. They start appearing around him. It's not that he infect he create. Oh gosh, that's that's just Mater is God. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm not sure. I I want to go as far as as, as soon as you started the story with first there was nothing, then there was Mater. <laughs> yeah, no, I sh maybe should have seen that one a little bit sooner. I don't want Mater to be God, so I'm not gonna. Uh, the other one, the thing you said. Yep. Okay, so. So you know that alien that he sees in the other yeah. other one? What if he was one of those aliens and he got really into a story, like he, he somehow observed Earth, 
got really into a story and started telling a story and that story is what turned him into Mater and then he just kept telling okay. the story and that is why he's on Earth and why sometimes he'll be visited by his mothership because he's just a child who whose imagination got away from them and created an entire reality based on our reality that he just observed. Yeah, yeah. That's like halfway in between Mater is God and Mater doesn't know what he's doing. Yep, I, I think that's it. Right. I, I think we found a good marriage of it. There are, before we get too much into, oh gosh, Mater can time travel, what does this mean? There are a few like tiny things just from the short that I want to do that I want that I wrote down. One is like right at the beginning, because because like why Mater starts telling the story is Lizzie drives up and says hello to the statue of Stanley uh, and Lightning's like, Mater, how did Stanley and Lizzie meet? Which like, I don't know. I wouldn't expect him to know that. But of course he does because he's a time traveling demigod. Uh uh, and Mater's like, oh, yeah, that's one of my favorite stories from history. It all started last week. And Lightning goes, last week? And Mater goes, shush, let me tell my story. <laughs> and, like, there's some genuine anger in Mater's voice when he does it. And it's, like, really, really weird and out of character for Mater. He he just explodes on it. And it's not, like, huge, but for Mater, it's... It's just weird, and I don't... He's he's tired of his his demigod powers being questioned. Yeah, like, it, it, it was it jolted me. I was like, that's not Mater, which, I don't know. I don't like the idea of if we're saying he has all the, this power, and we are saying that also him being just on, like, a, a hair trigger with a short fuse, but... I'm gonna. I just wanted to mention that one. His his fury. Yeah, he does have a fury right underneath a thin veneer, as do so many of us. Anyway, uh, Stanley in the past, like I said, he's a radiator cap salesman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he when he sells lightning, the radiator cap, uh, he has this crazy contraption that he can control with his tires to put on the the uh, radiator cap. Do you remember that? Yep, the weird, like, I don't know, the, the stereotypical a guy who is a door-to-door salesman back in the past whips out, like, a box that just unfolds itself and sets itself up so he can display his wares. It's that, yeah, yeah, but yeah. taken to an extreme. Yeah, it has, it basically has what I would best describe as, like, I don't know, like a crane game mm-hmm. that he that he controls with a tiny pedal uh, on the ground that he like adjusts with his tire, and somehow it has enough like precision to grab a radiator cap from several and screw it in on uh, Lightning's radiator in just a way that was very strange, but like it 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 was an interesting glimpse of like. I don't know, whatever their hands, but like they, they, I I don't know how they made that cart, but things like that cart could be uh, a good way to explain away a lot of the what of their hands in, you know? I mean, somehow he travels back in time and he finds a guy who has a machine that is more capable 
than his hook. A hook that is capable of doing pretty much everything. Yeah. So like he, he's very precise with it. That just further lends my my uh lends itself to my theory of they got to a point where they developed technology that kept doing things for them so much so that they no longer need to do anything really. Things just kind of happen because the machines that were built built machines that built machines that built machines that all just kind of work when they're supposed to, how they're supposed to. And it's really weird. It's not unweird. But only other thing, and like, there was a lot of stuff that happened in this episode. I just feel like we're going to spend a lot of the time talking about the implications of time travel in the cars first. But there is a car once Radiator Springs has been more built who goes up to get like a fountain of water drink in his radiator. They do treat filling your radiator up like you're drinking, like how we would treat drinking water, mm -hmm. which isn't surprising to me. But like, I don't know, it was kind of, it was actually just a kind of interesting detail. I kind of liked that they included that, actually. Yep, that's that's the whole uh, radiator springs bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the car that was filling it up was wearing like a classic like Scott Scotsman hat and he had a a bunch of golf clubs on the back of his car itself. Mm -hmm. Like, like normal human sized golf clubs. Yep. And like, I don't know, man, how's, has he used those? He wears them. Are, do you think they're just a fashion statement? Or? I don't know if they're a fashion statement. I think it's more of like one of those things where the soul inhabiting that is, it's just attached to them for some reason. Just like everything else, it's just, for some reason, any vehicle is what it is, and that's that's part of the vehicle for, for some reason. Because he's clearly, like, a golf cart, but, like... No, he, I don't think he was a golf cart. I think he was just, like, a rich person car. Hmm. I'm gonna... Like, this doesn't matter th that much, but he was just a car. Oh, he's just a rich person car. Why are his eyes closed? He's enjoying a cool radiator refresh. Okay, because at this point, it looks like he just doesn't have eyes. Yeah, it does look like he's just a car, mm -hmm. huh? Like a like a not sentient car. Like if you were to show me this That'd picture be... and then I didn't see the car with eyes right behind him, I might for a moment assume this is just a car. Oh man, that's troubling. They can blend in a bit too well for me. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, those are like the the not time travel things that i had about this one i i don't know man i want to talk about the fact that he i don't think that those are just attached to him for no reason i think somehow this car golfs and i don't know how or why or even why they put the golf car in radiator springs in the past which was literally a town in the middle of the desert and still is but like because who likes to travel would, more than wealthy people Sure, but like, has he got his clubs in the desert or something? Because he's going to a tournament, and he decided to take the sure, long way. whatever. And then some ruffians, some street toughs, pushed him off. I don't know. I don't know, man. I th he golfs, he puts it in his mouth, and can really just articulate those teeth and tongue to make it hit the ball good. I'm going to say the game is a lot longer. Because, I don't know, I've got to assume the course is the same amount. And they can't just can't get the torque 
with their mouths that humans can with their arms. I, so I'm going to say I don't know. that it takes like 40 strokes per hole. I feel like I feel like these giant mouths might be able to get just the right like angle on it to launch it like crazy. They're also they also would be coming at it from a lower angle. Mhm. Like a which would not make it be as unless they designed the golf clubs around this. Welcome to our golf episode. Unless they designed the golf clubs a little differently, it, the ball wouldn't be able to get very high. Mm. It doesn't matter. I just noticed a car had some golf clubs, and that messed with me for a while. You want to talk about how Mater can travel through time at will? Sure, but what if they held the, the golf club like off to the side? <laughs> I think that's what it is. They put it in their mouth, they hold it off to their side, and then they like have the top of the club uh, underneath their teeth on one side of their mouth, and then they push with their tongue. Okay, one more, and I promise we're going to talk about time travel. They could just, I don't know how, but they could somehow attach it to their side, sort of like Happy Gilmore it, and like take a running start and drive real fast at the ball. Okay. That, they, they could get the torque they need that yep. way. Maybe a bit less control, so I'm still going to say lots more strokes per hole, but... Or they just hold it out to the side in their mouth, and they get, like, a good mile head start, and they just... <laughs> That's too much. They just they straight up... They're, they're jousting a golf ball. <laughs> yep. We good Good news, everybody. We have given you... Okay, but one more. Uh, they hold it straight out, and then they sort of, like, do a donut real quick. Okay, I like the donuts. Like give them themselves some extra power. The donuts are good. I like it. Yeah. So the burning question all of you had, how do these cars golf? I think we got it. Putting would be... They they don't need power for that, so they could do what we were talking about originally mm-hmm. with the their mouths. So yeah, that's that's how these these suckers golf. Yep, you You're you welcome. may have thought, well, why didn't you answer this in the sports episode? And it's because I don't know. Yeah, we didn't think of it. We're pretty dumb. <laughs> John, major time travels. All right, so this entire thing again, it's a paradox of Radiator Springs would not have existed had he not gone back in time and made sure that Stanley stayed there. Which, which also means me, a lot of things because like one of the one of the things is Stanley died there and I'm pretty sure he died at a recent like a decently young age because like that the statue looks pretty much like him so like yeah that statue was probably erected somewhat recently after they got married I guess that's, that's sad. pretty sad yep okay so but mater had to like just not tell him, hey, avoid this thing that's going to kill you. Even if it's like, oh, your your engine's going to wear too easily. Better take care of it. No, he, he doesn't say anything about it. He doesn't try and extend this man's somewhat short life. He just, hey, stay in this desert and die pretty young. Okay, so hear me out. I'm not going to talk about your thing. I've, I'm <laughs> completely changing the subject. That, that was not a like, I don't want to talk about yours. I just realized I was going to be changing the subject and wanted to acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> yours was good. He's dead. Uh, 
but the fact that Radiator Springs was there already, even though Mater had not traveled back in time yet, to me implies that like time is set, you know? Like like Prisoner of Azkaban style, in which like you find out that they don't really change the past. Uh they 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 always go back in time. So the first time they went through it, they were already affecting it, you know? True. It was that but but, but the then thing is, the thing is they couldn't interact with themselves. They just had to make it seem like everything that was gonna happen was gonna happen even though it didn't actually happen the whole time. But the problem with that is that Mater would have to have already done it for it to have happened, and that would also require him to not interact with himself, which he clearly does in the in the short. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying all the same rules of Prisoner of Azkaban, and also this is clearly not how it works, because we do see... When Stanley is driving out, it's more of a back to the future style where he can see that he has changed something. So the town has disappeared in the future. Mm -hmm. But then why does Radiator Springs already exist if Mater had to? I know this is the paradox you were talking about, but like, Mm -hmm. I just want to get into it a little bit more. I think this just proves your theory of Mater told a story and it became true. It didn't have to make sense. He inserted himself into the story, and that's why it became true. It wasn't true to begin with. Time wasn't set like that. And it would have done what it would have done. But then Mater told a story and changed how time occurred, and changed motivations, and and bent the will of people to his whims. And even worse... He clearly displayed the powers of a god, but also, if Mater is a god, he is an uncaring one. Certainly. I don't know to what you're referring, but I agree with that statement. <laughs> he he alters time, and the only thing he seems to be concerned with is, oh, I can't affect my future. That would be something I wouldn't want. I'm going to change people, I'm going to bend their wills, and I'm going to have fun with it. And I'm not going to help this guy live any longer, because why would I care about that? I'm just going to have fun and make this story interesting. Yeah, and I mean, not to get too cliche here with our time travel discussions, but Car Hitler does definitely exist in this universe, you know? Mm-hmm. And Mater can, can do ripples through time. Yep. So... I mean, Mater could uh, theoretically just tell a story about how Hitler actually never existed and all these things. And oh, no, he's a Holocaust denier. Well, the thing is, if he if was he denied the Holocaust, then it, the Holocaust would have not happened. And like, that's a good thing. If in the order for him to do happen. a good thing, he'd have to do a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. OK. Huh. I don't want to get anywhere near justifying Holoca- Holocaust denying, so I'm going. We're going to move past that. Sound good? Yep. That cool. that was kind of my thought on it as soon as like it it came to that point of oh, that's what that would be. <sighs> oh yeah. Yep. Uh, so should we bring in our other material? Uh, the the beautiful beautiful forbidden tall tales. Yes. Real quick. 
before we move on to our next move on from time travel mater, I do have a, uh, I don't know. Think of a joke about the wiki quote of the day. (laughs) This time Uh, we are going over to pixar.fandom.com slash wiki slash time underscore travel underscore mater. We are going all the way down to trivia. You all know how I love the trivia section. In the, the second, I have a couple here because the trivia section for this six-minute short is surprisingly robust, and there are a couple pretty good ones. But one of them is, this episode marks the first of several things. And then there's another bullet point that says, the first, and so far only, Cars Tunes, Made Tall Tales episode with Lizzie in it. And actually, the first time she played a role as a secondary tritagonist. You know, I looked at that, and I was very confused. And then I just didn't even look it up. Didn't even. Well, it, it this is really is a landmark short, John. Because it is the first with Lizzie as a secondary tritagonist. Mm-hmm. You figure that- first with her in it would be good enough. But no, 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 no they have no. to go on and explain that the first she played a role as a secondary tritagonist. And like, it's very backwards in how it says it, because you'd think it would be the first time she played the role as a secondary tritagonist. And actually, the first time she's been in Mater's Tall Tales. Well, but no, it, it's... it is inclusive. It's a weird statement, but the way they phrased it, it does include... She wasn't a secondary protagonist in the main films either. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I don't know. I think that's very specific and weird. Uh, <laughs> but if we go a little further down, <laughs> you know, the concept of this segment. Mm-hmm. But if we go a little further down, I think it's three from the bottom here. Uh, it's Mater's whoa when he n- notices he's in taillight caverns is the same sound he makes when he sees the moon in moon mater which like he just says whoa in both of them mm-hmm yeah <laughs> that's that's the trivia they decided to list on the official pixar well this is by no means official uh but on one of the many pixar wikis out in this universe that was one of the little things they decided to put and i thought that was pretty fun See, one thing in this trivia list that's really getting me is it says the first episode without any pities and without Mia and Tia in it. And then it goes on to explain in the most silly way, this may be due to the fact that being modernized cars, they weren't even built born yet. Which, I don't know if they meant to do this, but that implies that not only Mater but also Lightning McQueen are like a hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, that was maybe not the... I, th- I Maybe they're saying like they didn't appear in old, oldie times. But yeah, that is kind of a weird way to phrase it. I mean, the, the first sentence, it's really strange wording that implies something but could mean like a thing that makes sense. In this one, this just doesn't make sense. Because me and Tia, like, there are modern time sections of this short, so that wouldn't be a good explanation of it. So, and Lightning was in the past, 
So why couldn't they have come to the past? What? These are all excellent points, Johnny. Huh. That I don't have like a, f- a follow up. This it's the first time they show Lightning McQueen's motor. Yeah, for a second I was like, oh my gosh, under the hood. And then I re- re- remembered that Mater literally doesn't have a hood. So we Yeah, because that time it got ripped off by himself. <laughs> you all remember El Mater door? Classic. Uh, Not to be confused with the guy who ripped off his own uh, nose slash face to put it on a Christmas tree. Yes. We're just referencing all those episodes we've done, huh? Uh, but yeah. I think that's all I want to talk about on the wiki. You want to talk about backwards to the forwards, John? Let's talk about backwards to the forwards. I've been dying to talk about backwards to the forwards all day. All right, so in backwards to the forwards, uh, Mater gets his powers in a little bit of a different way. This time he seems to be granted his powers by Lightning McQueen himself, by which I mean a bolt of lightning from the sky. That just hits him. Mater's hit with yes. lightning, and then he can travel backwards in time by simply being the world's best backwards driver. I do want to establish real quick what backwards to the forwards is. Uh, this is a deleted early version of this same tall tale that you can watch like a full storyboard for. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily canon. But certainly coming from the mouths of the writers. Mm -hmm. So I'm not comfortable calling it completely not canon. And that's pretty important later. (laughs) This is one of the unmade tales. It's yes. this is one of a few of Mater's unmade tales. It's a an official pitch that may or may not have ever actually been pitched. But you can find this online. And it's one of, I think, three or more. And they're all just a, a real a real treat. But this one is, I think, both of our favorites. And these are not to be confused with the things in, like, Cars 1, where you find out that they were planning on having a scene in which Lightning stumbles through a bunch of corpses. No, yeah, like... I will say, if you go and look up only one of these things, man, Backwards to the Forwards is a pretty good one to go look up real quick. Like, it's maybe six minutes long, but I don't know, put that thing on double speed and get right through it and see bonkers things we're about to tell you about. I'm just going to go right ahead and say, he doesn't just travel back to uh, the founding of Radiator Springs, although he does make a stop there. He keeps going, and then ends up in ancient Rome. Huh. What sort of vehicles does he encounter in ancient Rome? John, I'm so glad you asked, because he does plop himself right down in the middle of the Colosseum, and there are just a bunch of sentient chariots. Now, you, you did say he traveled back in time, so why is he in Rome? It is unclear. <laughs> Okay. I guess he also travels through space in this one. In this flick, he travels through space. So did he travel but, through space the first time he traveled back in time? No, no, no. He was in the same place the first time, but the other times he went to Rome. That uh, doesn't sound very consistent. 
Yeah, maybe there's a reason they didn't make this one, huh? <laughs> uh, but okay, so he he's in Rome. He's in gladiatorial combat with some weird monster chariots with spiked, jagged teeth. Uh, anything? Yes. Any other creepier, weirder uh, creatures he encounters? Yes, real quick about the chariots, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more. They don't have horses. Obvious. I, I don't know if that's obvious or not. There's <laughs> chariots that can move around. If they had horses, can you even imagine? That Man, would be, be crazy. Like living <laughs> animals? What? That'd be weird. Yeah, th- that sure would, John. Anyway, he does travel more back in time. And he goes back to like, I don't know. We'll call it Jurassic times. Obviously, I don't know the periods, but should I talk about the vehicles or the other thing first? Would you say which is which is the bigger one I should end on? Let's let's talk about the vehicles. What were yeah, the vehicles? I, that's what I was leaning towards. Like, I don't think there were any vehicles back then. You know, you'd think that was the case. You're wrong. What a stupid thing to think. He does meet what are basically cave people, and they are, in fact, giant stone wheels. Oh! Yeah. They're just stone wheels. And they're, and they're the cave people. Where, where is their face? It's just kind of on there, if I remember right. <laughs> it's just kind of there. If I remember correctly, they had, like, two eyes above their mouth, and the mouth was just a hole in the center? And that was yeah, kind of it. You, yeah. And again, this was all storyboarded, so we don't know exactly how they would move, but in at least the storyboard, how he illustrates them talking is like, this looks very natural for a mouth, not for a rigid stone circle. Like, it, the, <laughs> the, the whole and their entire body constricts like they're talking. So that's pretty messed up. But even bigger than that, I'd say. And again, Time for a fun we'll fact of the day. Is yeah. Cretaceous period is when the other thing existed. Cool. <laughs> Go ahead and say what the other thing is. It does seem like the creator of this one was maybe a bit of a, a creationist. Because the, the cave people do coexist with just a dinosaur. Not just a dinosaur. Multiple dinosaurs, one of which for yeah. some reason is like a Loch Ness monster. So that's yeah. something. It's it's a lot of things, I would say. And no, there weren't vehicles. I can't be clear enough about this. They're just dinosaurs. Yep. And like we've talked about, Dynaco exists, the brand in the present, and its logo is just a dinosaur. And so I guess that's self-consistent, I guess. Do you want to know what the justification was for the dinosaurs? No, but yes, I guess. The man who was talking that, about think... it specifically says, and then he encounters a dinosaur because Dinoco has to be named after something. <laughs> that was his reasoning behind including two or more dinosaurs in this sketch where he's traveling through time because he's struck by lightning yeah you didn't have to do that you know you could have just not put a living organic creature in your 
in your franchise, your multi-million dollar franchise, which has never seen an organic being before. Oh, boy. I'm very tired, John. But we must for John. That's fair. All right. So, so cavemen existed in the Paleolithic era. Yes, sure. That sounds correct. Which was sometime between 40,000 and 10,000 years ago. But the entire period Mm -hmm. extends for more than like 2 million years into the past. Mm -hmm. So, so like, even if he's a creationist, that still doesn't work. No. None of that works. And plus... None of it works. Cars. Man. Yeah. Throwing sentient vehicles into the mix sure does muddy the waters a bit. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, So, now is as good a time as any for a question from Liz. Yeah. We're going to talk about it, but I just can't right this second. So, go ahead. Uh, John's married to a woman named Lizzie. I'm dating a woman named Liz. Yep. So, time for a question from Liz. This one's a a real good one. Here is the question from Liz. I can time travel. I just got here from the couch. Oh. Who is the best at it? It's me. Okay. Huh. That's the question from Liz. No, yeah, it certainly did seem like the question from Liz. (laughs) Now... Now, how are we going to approach answering this question from Liz? Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at. Because uh... of those four sentences, one of them is in fact a question. But that question is immediately answered by the, the sentence yeah. after it. Huh. I will also point out that the first first statement is, I can time travel. And then the second statement is evidence of just regular travel. Well, John... <laughs> Did I feel like I made this joke last episode, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it since this is our tra- time travel episode. Aren't we all just traveling through time one second at a time? You know? Which, funny enough, is specifically a point they make in this sh- unmade short. Yeah, no, yeah. Just because the clock's moving doesn't mean we're all traveling through time, Mater. And do you know how it ends? Oh, he meets a future mater. That's right before the ending ending. But the ending ending is the clock moves forward a tick and he freaks out and runs away. Yeah, I feel like because the way he phrases the future mater coming in is he comes in for a second as like the proof that this is a true story. And the, the guy who is like sort of narrating it says a mater who can control his time travel Mm-hmm. Which is pretty ominous to me. Because... And the implication that there's just some point in the future in which Mater gains control of his powers and just, at whim, travels through the temporal space. Mm-hmm. And also, there's an interesting thing where, in this short, when he is uh, exploring time, they go back in time to 1955. That's, I think, mm-hmm. the first stop in time. So you go back to 1955, and Mater meets himself. And he's all nice, shiny blue. And the future Mater is a nice, shiny blue. So, yeah. so 
I think what's happening throughout this story that they're telling is Mater is born or built, and then he gains just incredible power, but without the control of the power, it's like tearing his body up and making him look terrible. And then when he finally gains control over it, he reverts back to his younger form, becoming once and for all truly God King Mater. Yeah. It, he gets so much control of his power that not only can he make his body travel through time, he made time travel through his body, mm-hmm. reverting it to a younger form. Man, that's, I guess, deep. He He's gaining felt... so much power. Yeah. Also, yeah. he goes back to 1955 and meets himself, meaning that Mater is very old. No, yeah. Yeah. Time for a fun fact of the day. Mater Uh is, in fact, like eight years older, at least, than Larry the Cable Guy. Huh. Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy, born in 1963, whereas it's implied in this uh, forwards to the backwards is he was like taken out of the factory like, fresh out of the factory in 1955. Huh. Larry the Cable Guy is older than my dad, but younger than my mom. That's my fun fact. It, okay. Interesting. Yeah. That was our new segment. Lucas wants to do a fun fact sometimes. Uh... <laughs> so, Mater tra- travels through time. He He encounters rock circles. Rock circle donut we, creatures. Yeah, we... That are cavemen. We can't not talk about that, John. We they're can't cavemen. just gloss past that. They're not technological. They're not squishy. They're just rocks. They're circular rocks, and that's it. They have the concept of a wheel. They are based on a concept. I guess they have a soul and sentience, but they're just a rock. Yeah, and I'm I'm not super willing to make like overarching statements about the entire series from this. Just because, again, it was deleted and never made. Mm-hmm. But at least in this, that rock's alive. Yeah. It's just a rock. It's just a rock. It's not... And there's a living creature right next to it throwing Mater into the future. <laughs> yeah, like one we got. Mm-hmm. We got died. We, we had rest in peace, but we had dinosaurs. We didn't have living rocks. And it's not technology. It It's not our other explanation. It's not squishy bit, but it's also not just, you know, android people. Yes, it's, it's a just a rock. A circular, it's a, a rock donut that is a people. And that evolves into a chariot, into a car. <laughs> yep. Like, very rapidly. But the thing like, is... You, it goes from being a rock to being made of wood to being made of metal. Yeah, to being... And I don't understand. I would have been more comfortable with wood to rock to metal. That seems at least, I don't know, a bit more natural, but... I don't see how wood could fit into this, possibly. <laughs> no, yeah, w- wood is a little problematic, but it's the least problematic at the beginning to me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I could guess that. Like, I could figure that, but, like, still, wood is in the middle of rock and metal. So, I 
and somewhere in there is dinosaurs. Yeah, Just dinosaurs are their own thing. Regular dinosaurs. Organ- organic life worked real great, and then there were rock wheel people who wiped out organic, I guess besides plant life. They wiped out organic animal life, which is pretty spooky. But I guess since, I mean, obviously the common thread here is wheels, that the soul of a car is in the wheel, and just the rest evolves around it, and they evolve like Magnemite into Magneton, and just get more you, of them. Are you suggesting that <laughs> these 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 rock people, these rock donuts, fought the dinosaurs, and when they won, they gained experience and fused together? I don't think I was trying to say that. But when you put it like that, that's kind of what I said, yeah. So so, yeah. so what that implies is that the dinosaurs did not go extinct because of some a, like meteor or some other event. No, a bunch of circular rocks that are very much like Pokemon attacked these dinosaurs and killed all of them just so that they could fuse together and become car people. But only after the yeah. middle evolution, where for some reason they go from being a rock type to being a grass type to being a steel type. I would call them a fighting type in the middle. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, they could be a fighting type at the beginning and the middle. They go from fighting rock to being fighting grass being fighting yeah steel. okay but yeah i th- i think i think pokemon style evolution actually works really well for this surprisingly enough because like humans since caveman time are basic not not all the way but like basically the same yep we we didn't you know we didn't do anything as crazy as going from a rock wheel to a chariot to a full-engined car. We, like, I don't know, got a little taller. We started standing up straighter and lost a little bit of hair, and that's about it. And, like, so, the fact that this happened at least comparatively so rapidly, I think Pokemon-style evolution... As crazy as it is, kind of works for this man. It's it's halfway in between Pokemon and our evolution because the thing yeah, about it yeah, yeah, that's yeah. different is it still does take multiple lifetimes. It's just it doesn't take millions of years. It takes like ten thousand years to go from being a rock to being a wooden chariot to being a car. And actually, now that I think about it, they don't just go to being a car, they also go to being planes and boats. I mean, I have to imagine that the planes and boats came from something else. Or, or, they, okay, y'all know about Pokemon, right? So in Pokemon, in the past two generations, they've uh, introduced something called regional variants. Uh... (laughs) In which they took the water is just Pokemon. a different region, and the sky is just a different region. Yes. So in Pokemon Sun and Moon, they took Pokemon from all the way back in Pokemon Red and Blue. 
the original games and said, since these Pokemon evolved in a different environment, they're still the same Pokemon, but they have different attributes. Like So, like, a Fire-type type. became an Ice-type. See, I don't get that. Like, they, they turn a Normal-type into a Dark-type. I can accept that. I can't accept going from being Fire to being Ice. Why... Why would it just become the opposite? Well, they lived on a snowy mountain is like why, I guess, the game's explanation. It's not a good one. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess some wheels just gotten some water. Someone gave them a water stone. Yeah, sure. That, that it, They're like Eevee. Yeah. The rocks <laughs> are have, Eevee. They have split evolutions. They're Eevee Magnemites. <laughs> you all are relating to this, right? <laughs> Okay, so they killed all the dinosaurs so they could evolve yeah. over multiple generations. And some of them got water stones. Some of them got, I don't know, Fire. jet there fuel really stones. A flying type stone. Yeah. Like, is there a feather that can make things evolve? Not off the top of my head, but we'll, we'll say short. <laughs> But, John, they killed all the organic life. There can't be feathers. I mean, there were, and then they killed them and oh, took yeah. them. You got me there. Uh, yeah, that... I, I really want to stress that I think that the, the stones murdered the dinosaurs <laughs> in this perhaps alternate timeline. Honestly, because, I don't know, man. I think that T-Rex, I don't think it was trying to harm Mater at all. I think it was trying to save him from the rock people. The dinosaur's like, oh no, Mater, run. Yeah, if all I've ever seen are like dinosaurs and these crazy dangerous stone wheel people, and then I see Mater, Mater looks a little bit more like a dinosaur than like the stone people. So maybe, I think, yeah, he was trying to save what he maybe thought was one of his own. He's, oh, you're a baby dinosaur. I'm going to sacrifice myself for you. He he chucks him into the sky, and all of a sudden he disappears. And then the dinosaur's like, wait a minute, I'm dying for what now? And Where'd then, that guy go? And then the rock people just, I don't know, cast Rollout. Ooh, they would t definitely know Rollout. Uh, it gets stronger every turn. Uh, John and I know a lot about Pokemon, if you couldn't tell. So I'm really liking cars being Pokemon. Yeah, I don't I don't think we can apply it to the main universe, but in this alternate backwards to the forwards timeline we're talking about, I think it works almost too well. It really does, and I love it. Okay, so there are too many other things to talk about with time travel in general. Do we have anything else that we just need to say about this one? Yeah, I feel like the thing about continuing to talk about time travel is we would just talk about, like, time travel doesn't make sense, not time travel in the Cars-verse doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't make sense for all the reason time travel usually doesn't make sense. Nothing about it is that special to Cars. I mean, also, so. you can't, like, type in the time because you don't have hands. Yeah. <laughs> You're Yeah. Mater's very bad at it in both of them. Well, yep. no, he's bad at it for a second in Time Travel Mater, and then he can control it perfectly. Well, uh, he's bad but... at it for a bit, 
And then as soon as he needs to be good at it, he's good at it. Yep. Which supports our Mater can alter reality through telling stories theory. Mm -hmm. Okay. What if we name this episode God King Mater? (laughs) It wouldn't be too inappropriate. (laughs) We could really pave over any plot holes in this in any of these movies with just oh this is a story mater is telling so it doesn't matter if it makes sense it works anyway yes absolutely like that time he made his best friend lightning mcqueen a god of lightning for fun no yeah especially in mater's tall tales but even in the main series i think that should be our like last resort red button uh but we can that's something in our arsenal now the answer is a wizard did it, except instead of a wizard, it's specifically Mater, and Mater is not a wizard, he is the master of reality. Yep, bow down to him, folks. <laughs> I think that's about a good place to stop talking about cars for a week. Alright, that's good for me. <clears throat> it, I could have rhymed it with, remember to flow like a Cadillac, seeing like a, a beamer, but then I realized there's other things to say. Yes, like, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, It's very nice of you to do that. We always appreciate it. And I think this one's coming out right before the new year. So hopefully you've had a good holiday season and have a wonderful new year. And old Lang Syne. Yeah, got it. Say some other stuff. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, anything you can do. Please tell all your friends that you think might be in the least bit interested in this very, very niche podcast. Uh, we've got an email, thekachat at gmail.com. We've got uh, Twitter. We don't have a Facebook page, but we do have individual Facebooks, which we might just don't add us on there. That's weird. Uh, and we do have Instagrams. <laughs> Follow us if you want. Yes. Uh, sure. Uh, that Twitter is at thekachat. Uh, we're also on a new thing called Podchaser. It's like IMDb for podcasts. If you want to go on there and specifically review us there, they're in really early days, so it could be very helpful to get reviews on that specifically. At This infancy of a website. I think that's all we say. That so, sounds good to me. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm Lucas Southworth, and that's who I've been. And I'm John Bishop, and that's who he's been. What? Don't forget to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer.